why you just reminded me. If you're looking for the new version of that, technical difficulties, computer crash multiple times, internet crash multiple times, scheduled to get a sledgehammer and beat both of them, I quit. I do not. So, that's the bulletin that's placed at the right on there. Grab your Bible, fill in the rock, it's on page 1012. We're going to start on the bottom of page 1012 uh, in just a moment. Now, what was I saying? Most years are just trouble. Here's not the way for people. Try to keep the focus on the main reason, the real reason for Christmas, the purpose of Christmas. It is very difficult to keep our focus on that in, in a culture that's saturated with consumerism. Everything's about selling something in our culture. And so it's hard. And this year we're trying to make room in our schedule to declare what we believe, because I believe that when we so what we believe shapes our view of the future. Uh, and so if you don't have a really bright view of the future, I'm going to suggest that perhaps you believe the dark thing. You've got a bright view of the future, which actually is leading to brightness. If you're not sure you've got a meteor of the future, I'm going to suggest you start believing something. So, what do you believe about Jesus? Now, don't start reciting truths this week. We're going to give you a few Bible verses uh, you know, uh, that you memorized growing up or whatever. The question do you trust Jesus with your future? Do you trust of your life? Even when you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen next. Do you change your trust when you have no guarantee of comfort and security? On the game show, Family Field, which I really don't think I need to explain to you, but just in case there's somebody who's never seen the Family Field, uh, they ask a hundred people a question, they tabulate that answer to Family Field, and they have to try to figure out what the answers are, right? Do you remember that? And you always know when somebody says something stupid. Because the rest of the family goes, that's, 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 uh, he goes, I don't know, 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 to the following survey question, when someone mentions the city, to whom might he or she be referring? Here are the top four answers. Can you guys ask that one? How did 31 people get over Crestwood? What was the second one? Burger King. 
So here's the question. How can we find peace in this crazy world? We often express our hope for peace, and what we're looking for is good at peace and senses with the words of two words, if only. At some point in our lives, or most of us, that fall into this category, we found popularity in our lives. And we said things like, if only more people like me, then, then I would know peace. I would be okay. I would relax. I would be content. It's just more people like me. We only go right people like me. When we figure out if we get everybody to like us, uh, then we wait, wait, wait. If I only get the right people to like us, then I could have peace. But when popularity falls through, it always does because there's no way you can please everybody. There's no way you can please anybody all the time. I didn't expect to get an amen there, but it would have been appropriate because that's true, isn't it? Yeah. The popularity culture, we, we found pleasure in our lives. If I have a really good time, then, then I'll have no peace. I'll be happy and I'll be satisfied. So we go started looking for things to give us pleasure. So that we feel good. If I drink enough, if I take enough drugs, if I smoke enough pot, if I sleep with enough people, or the right person, if I can just find the perfect pleasure, then I'll be peaceful. Everything will be okay. I won't have any worries. Well, that doesn't work. If you haven't figured it out, I'm going to give you the first answer to to the question that pleasure gives you peace? No. You always wake up the next day. And more often than not, the things that we look for to give us pleasure are things that give us even more problems. You know, when we realize that pleasure fails deliberately, we are to the distraction thing of our lives to bring us peace. We only like to have five bath house or or that game system, or that rifle, or that coffee maker, or that... No, don't go there, Mark. That would be meddling. Okay. Uh, I just have a lot. You fill it in. Then, then I'd have peace. If only I could settle this, fall into this trap, and say, if only I had the most toys when I die, I'll be the winner. The sad thing is, we realize that we'll never have the most choice because we're not real good. Exactly, exactly. Soon as you get to the oldest, greatest, newest phone or computer system or car or whatever, it's all the new model. It's better. They keep coming out with new cars. They keep changing the way the dollars look. When we realize that we're never going to have the most toys, and if reflections aren't going to help us out, then some of us count our kids in our lives. If only more people, yeah, that's the word. If only more people would do what I tell them, the world would be a much more peaceful place. 
always doing what I tell them to do. We just wonder voting until two people without attitude meet each other. Or find out that there's six or seven or eight or nine or ten of them in the country. You know, you can get my family under control. That I don't see. Good luck. Follow a blog in the, 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 I don't remember the title of the blog, I just remember the, the, the subtitle. We've given up the, the trying to be impossible, controlling others, and settled for merely the very difficult, giving being ourselves. Yeah. Power is elusive and exact. We just watch a whole bunch of people try to get the power of being in the Oval Office. I really don't care what the political point of view are. You can act like me, it's okay. I don't care who's in that office here, not to give peace in this world. So when Paul Power falls, and she wants to deliver, then we may sound pride between the bar lines. If only I received the recognition I deserve. If only more people realize how important that is. If only You notice that every single one of those situations is starts with the only I? That's our problem. We want to call ourselves to the queen of our lives. We must face it. If we had what it takes to make ourselves what are you looking for in popularity, possession, power, pride, or anything else? Right? We'd all be peaceful. We'd all just be happy. We'd all be calm, cool, collected. There'd never be any tension. There'd never be any problems because. But we don't. We aren't. We don't have what it takes. We can call ourselves kings and queens in our lives, and it's not going to do us any good because we don't have what it takes. The events of the verses involved in the Christmas record present another alternative, and I want us to take a look at it this morning. It's, uh, as you check this out, it's found in Luke chapter 1, starting verse 26. I'm going to read a couple of verses and introduce some stuff. And, and uh, so you suddenly you hear something that's not even remotely connected to the words you're looking at on the paper. It's because I'm interjecting something. Just wanted to warn you. Is that illusion? Luke chapter 1, verse 26. The sixth month of the list of the pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God. To a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin 
until after the celebration. So that's how Mary and Joseph were connected in their relationship. They were engaged, legally married. But she's still a virgin, so the wedding hasn't happened and they haven't had the honeymoon yet. So the angel comes to her. Before she could protest, before she could be like, I'm 
I'm going to tell you that I'm sure you can't see it in here yet. I'm going to read between the lines, but who lives in a small town where everybody knows everybody's business?
We told the chief priests in all the wrong places and all the wrong places. We we're we're doing experience when we trust a heavenly father. When we trust Jesus, even though we don't know how it's all going to work out, we surrender to Him to give us peace, even in the middle of all the struggle that we have not come. God always gives us everything we need to do it. We can experience peace. Even if it seems like everything's falling apart. Because if we're with him, we know he's never going to let us go. He's going to stay with us. Look at how you think about this. Look at how you think about this. This surrendering thing is the key. It's simply willing to do it. Jesus is who he says he is and that he will be what he promises to be. So what needs to happen in your life to bring you to the place where you're ready to say yes to him no matter what he asks? Well, you need faith. If you build faith, Deliberately pursue five things. There are five things that God uses to build our faith. Three of them, we as church families can work on together. Two of them, we need to God work out in our lives. The first one is practical teaching. We need to be involved in the Spirit. About the Bible that we can put into practice, where we can actually do something with it. God uses practice and the second thing he uses is the private discipline of Bible study, fasting, giving. Where we get involved in helping other people. Nothing makes us grow faster than we have to do something we thought we never could possibly do. Or that we would ever be willing to do. Those things we can respond Last year, we can hope and provide opportunities. This is the first one. Worship is providential relationships. People through whom we experience see Jesus. Hopefully, in the church, we can do that for each other. That people can look back and we can look at them and we can see Jesus in each other. Circumstances to find promise in our lives. They probably will not be as drastic as Mary going about her own business and all of a sudden there's Gabriel going, Hey, congratulations, you're going to have a baby. You're a really blessed. 
probably not going to be up there for location changes. There may be other things. A new job. To be big and to be bad. And they become defining moments in our lives because they are moments when we get to decide am I going to follow Jesus or am I going to take off on my own? I'm just going to be honest with you, since you have it figured out what my answer is, I would suggest you do it. Always follow Jesus. Take it off on your own. It's always bad news. Always. I want to ask you this morning. It's simple. Are you ready to go this way? Are you ready to submit the to receive the practical teaching? Are you willing to accept being involved in the private discipline? Personal ministry? Are you willing to be for each other? Providential relationship, then are you ready to walk through applicable circumstances with each other? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, who we are, we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. We don't even know how much snow we're going to get. Thank you. 